Lead Time is a weekly dose of leadership insights and interviews from Tim Allman and Jake Bessling. Lead Time is for any leader living in a busy world looking to be inspired, equipped, and empowered to lead others to their fullest potential. This is Lead Time. Welcome to Lead Time. It is a beautiful day here in sunny Arizona. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's about 100 degrees still. And uh, <laughs> we're recording this. It's October 1st when we're recording this. And you would think it'd be like 70. It'll come. It'll come. People will receive their grass. It's going to be amazing. Well, I am Jake Besting. This is Tim Allman. And we are here with Lori Blomker. And she believes, like we do, that eternities are changed when a leader chooses to grow. And we are all three leaders proclaiming the name of Jesus in the midst of tough times, yes, COVID is tough and all of that, but let's talk about relational toughness. Uh, Lori is a leader that proclaims the gospel of Jesus and walks through uh, tough times with people as they're going through a divorce, as they're recovering from that breakup, and they're looking for hope and reconciliation and just simply a listening ear. So it's an honor to have you here on Lead Time. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Lori's been with us at Christ Greenfield as a member since 2012. In her past history, she's also planted churches on a team, uh, done children's ministry and hospitality, um, has some amazing, amazing gifts uh, that God has given you to offer the body of Christ. You also are a leader in this community of Gilbert where you uh, are a mortgage agent and you— Realtor. 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 I'm not sure. I don't even know the difference. I just start saying things, you know. (laughs) You are a realtor. (laughs) And um, you work at Camelot, which is down the road from here. Morrison Ranch. Ranch. Wow, what a premier place to live here in Gilbert. How's all that going? Fantastic. Um, By the grace of God, um, in spite of what's been going on in our world and in our country, um, our Real estate market here in Arizona is very strong. We're strapped for inventory, so um, I build them. So <laughs> I'm in a I'm in a great position right now. That's awesome. So, That's yeah. Awesome. Well, let's start by you telling us a little bit more about your family, Lori. Um, I'm Lori Blumker. My parents are here at Christ Greenfield as well, Wally and Jean Blumker, and my children, Luke and Sayla Farrell, are part of the school here at Christ Greenfields, and we've been here since 2012. I am divorced, been divorced since 2011, and um, came here after my divorce, moved to the Gilbert area. I was living out in Maricopa, moved here to Gilbert to be near my parents, who essentially my dad co-parents with me, my mom and dad both co-parent with me and help me with my children quite a bit. So I'm very fortunate and really fortunate to have the support of this community. Yeah, we love you, care for you big time. And take us through where you were at 11 years ago um, and how the church, and we're going to move to this point, but how the church can lovingly come alongside those who are walking through a season of divorce. So go into the, because we're going to be talking about vulnerability and, and kind of emotions. What were some of those emotions that you, going back, have kind of worked through that God has healed by the power of the Spirit? Yeah. Deep breath. So uh, honestly, as I was going through where, uh, you know, I felt like I was a bag of skin with a couple of eyeballs looking out at the end of what I was hoping was not the end of my marriage, but was feeling like it was the end of my marriage. And honestly, I went to my church leadership and um, it just felt horribly judged. Mm. And, um, you know, told that I was wrong 
And it felt like as a woman, I was getting ministered to, but there was no accountability being held for my now Mm ex-spouse. And that was just uh, heartbreaking, you know, disheartening. And um, you just, you wonder what's real anymore. So it's really, really difficult. And I remember coming to a point where I was with my parents in the car and um, my mom, you know, I just told her about one more thing that had happened. I don't want to go into, Mm -hmm. you know, everything to protect my children. But, um, you know, my mom just goes, you know what, you're at a point where I think you just need to posture yourself and make a plan. And to have the permission kind of of my mom was just such a relief and a gift, right? To know that no matter what, I didn't have to be a doormat. You know, no matter what, I don't have to stay on the floor to be stepped on. And, you know, God hasn't called us to that, male or female, um, to be a doormat, you know, to respectfully go to your spouse when there is, um, discourse or discord, you know, we're, and to be able to go to your leaders for correction. But, you know, it has to be a leader that's going to be uh, honest, biblically aligned, and objective. So, um, anyways, that was just a really difficult time. I was so fortunate that I had my parents by my side. Literally, it felt like I had one of them under each of my armpits mm. carrying me and my children through this and helping me wherever, um, you know, as much as I need it. And then at times when I needed the push, pushing me as well. So um, they were a great model for me to be able to support others. I had doing divorce care was not something I sought out. It was, um, you know, something that God said, all right, you know, I, <laughs> I served on the PTO for three or four years right. and served in other areas. And and here I am. I'm like, well, I guess this is where I'm at. So, um, but I have to say it's been an honor to walk through with both the men and women that have been in this. I partner in this with um, Rob Galinas as well yeah. as uh, Jan. I mean, sorry, Jen, <laughs> Jen Bank and um, Jen and Rob have been great partners in this, but with COVID and most of my numbers have, you know, a little bit fewer people were meeting online. So it's just been, it's been uh, worked out well to just travel solo through this right now at this point. But yeah, really excited though. Divorce care, we're at the 3.0 of divorce care. We're heading to a new edition that'll be out in January. So I'm excited for the 4.0 and what that's going to look like. Yeah, well, thanks for sharing and being vulnerable a little bit about your story. Um, When you were going through that divorce, what were some um, not-so-helpful things that people did or said to you that really um, failed to help? You know, people want to help, and so educate us on, like, what not to say, (laughs) what not to do, any of those areas, because there might be people listening like, man, I kind of walk along eggshells with, like, what do I say? What don't I say? Uh, maybe if you don't know the person that well. And so help us out. Um, you know, in that regard, uh, just listen, love on people, and be supportive. And try not to, I call it shooting on them. Don't should <laughs> on people. You should, you should, you should, you should, you should. Mm-hmm. 
just be supportive and just say, remind them that this is all, uh, as difficult as it is, part of God's path. And just praying for peace, clarity, and wisdom for those people. And just ask them how you can help them out. You know, uh, when you're going through these situations, your emotions deplete your energy so much, and you can fall into a depression. So go over, say, all right, come on. I know you're going to have to move in a few weeks if they're going to have to move. Let's let's pack this room. Come over and pack a room with them or bring them a meal. Good. Or, so, and I, I would say, so if you're close enough, you uh-huh. almost have to take over and tell them, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah, give them a little they, direction. Yes, they can stop you, but instead like, because a lot of times I think we we say, let, let me know. Hey, I'll, I'll help. You yeah, know, let whenever, me know how I can help. And you're yeah. not. If you're in that yeah. situation depleted, you probably won't reach out. Well, and there's a lot going on. If yeah. you are filing for divorce, you're having to pull up a lot of pay. Either there's no assets and you're trying to figure out how you're going to make a living, or there's assets and you guys got to figure out how Man. all the paperwork, everything's got to be brought up. So it's like, it's like filing several years of tax returns at one time, you know, with the amount of paperwork that you're bringing up. So, but to just come over and help them just say, you know what, I'm going to come over and watch your kids for a little bit. You go out and get a manicure Relief. and pedicure or, you know, or let me bring you and the kids pizza tonight. Don't make dinner. Or like I said, let me help you organize this area or Whatever, find their comfort level, of course, but just find a way to just be loving and supportive, and um, let them know they've got somebody by their side. You know, who is who is Jesus for? Jesus says, "I came for the sick, not the well." Right? Mm-hmm. I'm here for the broken. Because it's only when we recognize our sickness and our brokenness that the healing of Jesus can can take place. And I think a lot of times from a judgmental perspective of maybe, man, my marriage is, is just fine. Mm-hmm. What's, what's wrong with you? What's going on? And can you recognize, follower of Jesus, that relationships this side of eternity are as messy as you could possibly imagine? And so before you go casting judgment at the speck, recognize the log, um, and we can move as followers of Jesus down a path of hypocrisy. Now, I know what many of you are saying, but we got to stand on truth. Biblical marriage matters 100%. It does, it does matter. But a lot of times, sin and just the brokenness of relationships, the, the messiness just kind of takes over, and that person is worthy of love and care as they move into a, another season of, of life. And that's what divorce care provides. You're not a stat we will choose. It's almost like I want to make a pledge right now. We will choose to not take sides because we've had situations and folks in our community and we're like, I'm going to choose to go this way and I'm going to choose to go this way. I'm going to make rash judgments. Can you just live in the tension and just say this is messy, but sister, brother, I love you and I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that's where, you know what, understand this person is, I mean, they maybe have their nostrils above water right yep, now. Yep. And, you know, when somebody comes to them and starts shitting, you know, mm. that's just it's bobbing pushing them, them down. Yeah, bobbing them down again. And, you know what, come beside that person, give them the strength to throw their arms up. You know, you know how many times do you have so much stress or tension in yeah, your life? Yeah. And when you finally just go, ugh. 
What a relief. Yeah. And you know what? Be the person that gives them the strength to throw their arms up. I'm picturing like, you know, a kid when they're, when they're floating and maybe drowning mm-hmm. and they're flailing. Mm-hmm. And then what, what, is, what are the instructors, the, the teacher, they put him on the back. That's just, that's just float. So you got to get to equilibrium, mm-hmm. just floating above the water before we can make any sort of substantial life change. Right, exactly. I like that image. You yeah. kind of, yeah, yeah we, we're flailing. If, if, and in our brains and in our hearts, if there's too much anxiety, right, there's a tipping point. And when you're walking through a divorce and the complexity of the finance, all that kind of stuff, man, you are right there. So we've got to come in as a people of God with love and care and compassion. Get them to float. Nice, mm-hmm. nice gentle float. Yeah. Give them that, you know, there's all of that, the financial, the moving, the this, the that, the other thing. Plus you have, you may have children from toddler to thirties that yeah. are struggling yeah. with what they thought their life was going to be like as well. So everybody's struggling. You know, this is a this was this is a dream diminished. And, um, you know, but God gives us new dreams, right? And new aspirations and things to move towards. And um, he's got us all on a path and all of this too, to help us gain wisdom, clarity, bring him close, bring us closer to him and to depend on him over my class. Every time I pray for peace, because in that peace comes the clarity and discernment you know, that you need to walk through this um, because this, it's heated and it can be, it can be heated and it can be tough. And it's definitely, emo- it's uh, parallel to grief, yeah, bereavement of losing a spouse by death. Right. Same emotion. I mean, the same journey. Same journey. Very much so. They're very parallel. Yeah, it's good to just sit in the midst of that you know, just to listen and uh, hear the, the story that Jesus brought you through that. So you're floating along in that that ocean, you know, and mm-hmm. you felt like you were going to drown. You're floating along. And sometimes you start floating up to the, the shore and then you start walking and you're like, wow, I'm, I'm getting my legs back. I'm mm-hmm. feeling that, you know, the body sure. of Christ is helping the comfort of the friends that aren't sh- um, shitting on you. <laughs> and, Sorry. No, no, that was no, great. I'm going to use it in, on a Sunday. It's going to be great. Exactly. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> and then sometimes you start to look around. Just put it up on the board. Should. You, you, start, you start to look around and you're like, oh, I might want to start dating again. So let's sure. talk dating. Yeah. You know, you start walking around and you're seeing different things. Like, okay, I think I'm emotionally healthy. Now, sometimes you're still drowning, but people still want to date, right? Yeah. They want to get out of one relationship to the next. So let's just talk about dating in general and you what's know been what? hard. Wow. Like steel to a magnet. If you haven't done the work, you'll be drawn back to the same right. type if that person was a negative influencer right. or you'll draw in if you were um you know, if you have things that still yep. need to be worked out, you'll draw in the same kind of person and have the same type of dynamic all yeah. over again. Yeah. One, two, so, three, four. You'll just keep re- repeating that pattern. Yeah. So um, do it very carefully. It was funny because I just had somebody in this uh, part of my group who was a serial, serial marrier, you know. How serial marrier? Seri- would go from one marriage and sure. get out of it, get into a relationship, get married again very quickly. And um, this individual, I asked, I said, you know, I'm just going to encourage you. And she said on her own, 
you know, I just want to stay away from men. I know I need to make better choices. And um, so I said, you know, congregate with women. Try to just gather relationships with women. She goes, oh, I've been a part of a Bible study now for a few months. And I said, oh, that's fantastic. Now, have you been able to, what has your relationship with them been like? Have you been able to form friendships and get close to them? She goes, well, I'm still just getting to know everybody. I haven't gotten to the point where I make been able to make myself vulnerable to them yet, you know, but you know, it's coming. I feel like, and I'm like light bulb when you have done the work and you feel like you are ready again, do the same thing with a man, form a friendship, take it slow and take your time before this person is worthy of your vulnerability and eventually your heart before you do that. It's a good word. Yeah. So let's talk about divorce care. You got the book here, some of the curriculum. You said, you know, 3.0 to 4.0. Tell us about some of the things you're you're taking folks in your class through. Sure. You know, there's the the first class is what's happening to me because Mm -hmm. it is really, um, it feels surreal. You're just like, whose life is this? You know, and what what's going on and what's happening? And it's uh, a lot a lot of um, a time of uncertainty at at best. Um, Road to healing and finding help, dealing with your anger, whether you know it you not or not, you are anger and angry. And when you go through um, each of these classes, and we address new relationships, single sexuality, kid care, financial. How to, um, you know, maybe posture yourself financially mm-hmm. to get ready and to um, make uh, make changes mm-hmm. financially. Like stuff's going to change, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Forgiveness, and um, they go through at the one of the last lessons. Twelve. Um, there's thirteen standalone classes, so if you miss one, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. fine, but we can make it up another time. Um, reconciliation and people are like, Oh, no way. Mm-hmm. No reconciliation ain't happening, oh. but that's not, it, it asks you to explore it. And if it were possible, but if not reconciling to what your situation is and how you have, how this relationship is going to go between you and now your ex-spouse that you may be parenting with. Have you some know, kind of plan. Yeah, have some kind of plan. Okay, this is how we are going to um, communicate it. with each other. This is our agreement. This is what we have in place. And um, so don't be afraid of the R word. You know, yeah, it yeah. doesn't mean you have to go back into abusive oh, relationship or, yeah. Do you have any stories of folks that um, really move toward reconciliation? And reconciliation is... First for you, and then it's for the other. I mean, mm-hmm. to be reconciled with God, um, that that changes me internally. And so moving to forgiveness and then reconciliation, this is for me to become well. Yeah. And then it, then it is a gift, I guess, given to others. But it, but at first it starts with healing your own your own heart. So any stories of hearts that have been healed by Jesus and um, reconciliation ensuing? Yes. Um, I will tell you, I, I did a Beth Moore st- study several probably 18 years ago, but, um, and we talked about forgiveness, breaking free is what it was called. And, um, and I remember the thing that set me free was, um, or one word, you know, how you just have one, one piece from each 
lesson or sermon or whatever that it makes a degree of difference in your life. And it just said, forgiving isn't saying what somebody did was okay. Forgiving is for the freedom of your heart and to soften your heart, right? So that you can be open. It's not saying get back down and yeah. ma- let this person trample no, on no, you no, again. No. Boundaries that is not, are good. Not yeah. Boundaries are good. Boundaries <laughs> are good, and that is not what God called us to be. Did not call us to be a doormat. Um, so we did have one person who did reconcile and went back to his marriage. Um, wow. And he did. And um, I could tell, you know, that he was uncomfortable in our group, but— Honestly, that's the goal. If a marriage is restored, you know, wow, I'm, yeah, <laughs> happy for them and, um, and yeah, and he, everybody. And so, I mean, that is the end goal. Most of the time, by, by the time folks have come to divorce care, most people, you know, long since moved on. Yeah. So one or, one or the other parties has moved on. So, um, but reconciling your heart, you know, I've had people who, <laughs> just say, you know, I would be lying if I hadn't say that I have wished for an unfortunate accident right. for my spouse, right. you know, and, hmm. and that to get to a point where you can just say, you know what, I wish them the best, right. you know, I wish them the best and moving on, you know, or there's bitterness because there's a new woman in their life. And I just say, you know what, listen, She's probably fantastic because he has great taste in women. So, you know, just to build up and encourage as well. So, Um, we offer those that have hurt us to Jesus. And we were, and this is an appropriate boundary. I cannot, I I refuse to be fused in that relationship anymore because even though distance and time may be there, ultimately you are tying your identity to that person. And in marriages, many of them may be unhealthy. You are, or maybe you're super healthy right now. This is idolatry, people of God. When we place someone in the place that only God can be. So you release them to God, and then you rest in your individual identity in Jesus as his blood-bought child. And there's nothing you can do to change that reality, that identity. You know, that's that's a freeing thing. They they talk about anger. You've heard this, this quote, anger is undealt with anger, not releasing. It's drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Because exactly. it just, it just, it'll eat you up, eat you up inside. You so up. release. If any of you are here right now and you've walked through divorce or even just have a riff of a relationship, that person they did this. I can never release them to Jesus and experience the freedom of a heart set free. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I will say one thing. I know I wanted we discussed some of the things that we were going to discuss, but one thing, my divorce humbled me in a way. Um, that I never would have been able to see people. Um, and, you know, and as painful as it is, you know, I thank God for the experience and my ability now, and, and not, I'm not perfected in it, mm-hmm. but um, my ability to uh, empathize yeah. and to comfort people. When I went through my divorce, I was just like, Lord, I need to repent to so many people. And that I judged, you know, I did. I judged people in their marriages and their relationships, and I had no idea um, what they were going through. And so just always know that, and no matter what situation somebody's in, whether it's addiction or 
relationships yeah. or um, their marriage or their parenting or how they do it, you don't know their life. Pray for them, support them how you can. Um, but <laughs> what is it? Let's just let's just pause there for a second. What is it about suburban culture or just American culture in general that makes it so easy? Lori, I'd love to get your opinion on this. Makes it so easy to go down that path of judgment and comparison. What is it? <laughs> I don't know. Speak freely. I mean, you know, yeah. I think, um, you know, it's a racket. The candy shop in the front and the poker game in the back. Uh. You know, um, we just have to have present an image of perfection mm-hmm. because otherwise we can't, we feel like we can't be Christians because being a Christian, you know, and I think somebody had, there was like a meme or a saying on Facebook, being a Christian doesn't mean I got it all figured out. It's that I'm willing to say that I, I need God, I need help, and I need my fellow um, humanity to help me through this life. And being a Christian doesn't mean that I'm always going to do it right, Mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, I think it's important as Christians that we humble ourselves when we do get it wrong and say, you know what? I'm willing to look at this and I need to I need I need to do a better job. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we just have this image, you know. And in the church too, I know at time people get discouraged cuz there's was this image of, oh, these people in the church, they're leaders and they're this and they're that and the other thing and then these are the people feel like there's different levels. You know what? It appears that way in every church. Yeah. I've right. been a part of several churches and it appears that way in every church. The people that are whatever the the Leaders, the, king, whatever, the kings the, in yeah, the marketplace yeah, yeah. so to speak you know yep. the kings in the marketplace and then there's the people who are the the people. we all have what i encourage people when they say that because i see it too and was discouraged about it at times we all have we're all the hands and feet right. of god we all have our place and position and where we serve and there's people that have to make call the shots and there's people that have to execute the shots and, you know, we all take joy in what you do, and you do it unto the Lord. It's not That's to please right. you or you. That's right. It's to please the Lord. Amen. And in the end, we don't stand before the gold. We stand before God. That's right. Dude, preach. That's so good. Your imagery, too. I mean, all these different images you've given to us. <laughs> the comparison trap, too. I mean, that's any culture, any place. The right. second yes. story in the Bible was Cain killing Abel because he's jealous yep. over the sacrifice that God had Amen. Yeah. said that. So it's like... Man, we'll we'll never be able to escape this until Jesus returns. Can't wait. But to see your your vulnerability and your transparency, but also the change in your life. Mm-hmm. Like this can happen. You can be changed. Jesus can rock your world. Amen. He can he can take you from drowning to resurrection to a full life. So speak in the last two uh, moments here to people that might be going through a divorce right now and they're a part of a church, but all they hear still from the church is um serve help, you know? And so you were speaking before we went live here about like, that can be exhausting too. Take care of yourself. You're going through this divorce. And then we'll end with holiday talk. Holidays are coming. All right. Well, yes. So you're getting a divorce. We're go Okay. You're going through this difficult time. And the church is still like, Hey, you should be serving and helping. First point I'll tell you is 90% of the people that I have part of a divorce care are from outside our church. So they're from outside our community, coming from other churches. Great. Oh, good. Great. So, and, and possibly, CG cares. Yeah. possibly not even Christian, maybe. I mean, they heard about it somewhere, right? And there are people, I've 
had two that were um, of the Jewish faith yeah, great. as Sweet. well, Wonderful. and so LDS, they, they or you know, okay. because mm-hmm. they can come here. Maybe mm-hmm. there's some of those service services that aren't offered where Divorce they are. Doesn't discriminate between denominations it or religions. Not. It does not. So, um, you know, in the hustle and bustle of divorce, um, and there's a lot going on and a lot to do, and there may be areas that you are serving. Now is really a time to become a consumer um, and to let people fill your cup Mm -hmm. and to not necessarily always with friends or family because they may not know how to identify and lead you, but to, through counseling or participating in divorce care, right now we're meeting online. So um, it's through a Google Hangout and I play the video and um, we're a small group right now, six of us or seven with me. Yeah. So it's nice. And, um, but yeah, just to take the time to be still, give yourself the peace because in that peace is where you can find the discernment. Cause right now you need really good judgment. Good. So give yourself permission to take it in, to consume, to hear those sermons, to uh, read the word, to have friends help and dote on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and not feel like you have to con- consistently give because you're giving enough to try to repair it or to try to get through it to and help support your kids. Kids, yeah, you're, you're doing a ton. Mm-hmm. Self care is absolutely essential. Last topic, yeah. bro. As we go into the holidays, I know we really started divorce care here about two years ago, <laughs> three years ago, with a, um, a holiday kind of divorce care help. That it can be a tough time. So how do you thrive in the holiday season? Yeah, surviving the holidays. Uh, I haven't set a date for that. I um, I guess I'm going to do it now that you brought it up. No, but- <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. You can give them just the highlights right here. Um, I will tell you, my first holiday yeah. without my children was mm-hmm. 4th of July, and I spent the day crying on the couch. Wow. Um, because it will, um, as you're going through these steps of divorce, it will surprise and shock you. Like when dates or days come up, you're like, <gasps> I remember, yeah. yeah, and um, and then and when you're alone, you know, the kids and are with the other spouse. The kids are with the other spouse. Yeah. Um, one thing I would highly suggest is right now, Halloween's coming up, and that's you know trick or treat day. So you know that's always a special time for both parents. And there's Thanksgiving, and you know the holidays, and there's parties or activities maybe that are going to be happening. Establish a calendar right now. And the calendar can change, but if there's a disagreement between the two, um, this is just relating to children, then you go back to what you originally agreed upon yeah. right now. You know, just, okay, if we can't agree to make a, a slight change, then we go to what we agreed upon in there. Like it or not, better, better or worse, resolve to that. Mm, if, um, you know, that's the children piece. On your own, I would definitely make plans to join friends or family um, during during this time. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. Don't be alone. I will tell you this. There are times, you know, God gives us emotions for a reason. Mm. They really are a gift. And it's to help us grieve and move through um, this, in this process. It's grieving and moving through this process. Honor your emotions. They are a gift from God. And then... Step, step out of it. Move forward. That's what God wants you to do. Take a step forward. Okay, yes. Okay, 
take an afternoon, lay on the couch and cry sure. if that's what you need to do. And then you know what? She go. honored it. We're rolling. Yep. And now we gotta go. Yeah. We can't live on the couch. So yes. So, so uh, this has been fantastic. You're a gift to the body of Christ. Oh, Your story is powerful and the way God never wastes suffering in trial. He always leverages it for his good and to build up the body of Christ, to care for and empathize with those who are walking through similar struggles. This, I'll, I'll be honest, a lot of vulnerability has been a big deal. The last six months, I've been a, from time to time, a hot mess. Like my mornings and my rhythms, like self-care time, it's like, I have no idea what it looks like to lead right now. <laughs> Like it used to look like this, and it's entirely different. Mm -hmm. But then out of that um, uncertainty, cloudy, we got to move. And there's people around you that want to move with you. Yep. And Jake and our whole team, I mean, apart from a team right now, and that team is just the body of Christ, the church, apart from moving into relationship, man, we are we are stuck. We are stuck. If there's um, one thing to just double down on what you said— one, take responsibility for the one life that Jesus has given you right now. And living in the midst of, of self-pity and, and the blame and then shame cycle, that is a pathway toward death. And so if you see someone that is isolating, walking to whatever the suffering is, you go after them, you double down on, on loving and caring for them and, and lift them up and invite them to take responsibility and move. Mm-hmm. Move. Just had a couple of those conversations just yesterday. Brother, I can't, I can't live your life. Jesus has given you a life. I'm here to support and here to lift mm-hmm. you up. But man, move. Now is, now is the time. Take now a is the time. Take a step. So good. Thank you so much, Lori, for being on this show and lead time. And people will be blessed by this, not only now, but into the future. Yeah. And we will have divorce care on, on this campus at Christ Greenfield and Gilbert man. through CG Cares um, for you. And so you also can reach out to Lori if you want, um, just to, to say she's a bridge into the community of other people. Like, hey, because uh, you just said like there's a, an older uh, gal that is going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. You connected her to someone else that had, had it already gone that path and would really help her in that situation. So mm-hmm. let her be a connector to you and we can be the same to care for uh, any of your needs. Amen. Yeah, thanks so much. Sharing is caring. Feel free to uh, share this with someone that you know really needs to hear this message of hope. Peace out. Later. Thank, Thank, you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Your gift. <laughs> you have been listening to Lead Time with Tim and Jake. Please subscribe at cglchurch.org slash lead time. Thanks for listening. Tune in next Friday for another episode.